In the words of Jason Mraz, I don't want to be someone who walks away so easily. And this is the Fat Man Chronicles. buddy Dave and we are just a couple of middle-aged dads still trying to figure this thing out. <laughs> How you doing, brother? I, I I laugh at our intro now every time. I'm doing good. I have no disaster stories this week. It's wow. Been a, it's been a good regular week in my life and I'm happy to report that. What the hell are we going to talk about? I don't know. It's going to be a short episode today. <laughs> <laughs> so like Nothing. I mean, everything. I mean, I had, uh, there's no disasters at work. My wife didn't faint. Braden's back at school. Like, it's just been a good week. You know, like I've walked, like nothing serious. I, you know, walked at uh, Braden's practices. We like to get there like a half hour early. So I did some walk a couple of days. It looked like it was going to rain. So uh, I didn't, it's, the the park that he practices at is a has a two mile loop, so I didn't go traipsing down the two mile loop in case they called practice. Uh, so I just walked around the parking lots for a good 30, 40 minutes a couple of days. So I'm uh, taking my vitamins, eating three meals a day, day forty two, alcohol free. It's just been a good week. Wow. Run Disney is coming back to Disneyland in two thousand twenty four. Like the world is. Coming together, Pete. Is it normally <laughs> only at Disney World? Is that what uh, well, it, No, they just announced it today. It's been a couple of years since there's been a um, a race at Disneyland. So people are losing their, the run Disney fanatics are losing their mind. I just happen to be looking at that, waiting for you. That's gotcha. the only reason why I know that. <laughs> a little Facebook check before we started our amazing weekly conversation. Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to be a pretty short one though, because you, we got no therapy session for you. Yeah, today. no. What are no. we going to do? I'm still waiting to hear from uh, on that. I did reach out to someone, so nice. I'm waiting to hear on that. I'll do a follow up email. I got to do a follow up uh, phone call for the doctor. We talked about that. I was trying to get a regular uh, doctor's appointment. I tried doing it by email, and they never got back to me. So now I got to make the call. How's the um, factor food? You know, it's not bad. It really makes my life so much easier, which is probably why it's successful. Like I literally grab two meals out of the fridge and go to work. Like there's no thought process, which is nice. And uh, the food's not bad. So I haven't been worrying. Like, you know, uh, those two meals um, that I take from Factor are vegan and then I just come home and eat whatever Farrakh and I want for dinner. So there has not been any 
like uh, there's no thought process in what I'm eating or how I'm eating or any titles in eating. I'm just eating. And it feels good not to have that, oh, my God, I had a piece of steak from my wife's plate. I'm a failure kind of thing. Like I don't have any of that, which is making it so much easier and uh, less stressful for me. Like there's no titles. We've talked about that a zillion times. Yeah, but, uh, so it's nice. And the food's not bad. And then it good. just shows up every Monday, which is even better. Yeah, nice. Well, we've got rain here, so in case quality is poor, I have to edit this thing. We we know what happened because yeah. somebody smarter than me will have to tell me why rain impacts an internet connection that's supposed to be hardwired to the house, but it does. So uh, anyway, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I got plenty to, Go. to recap for you. So I, you know what, Pete, I I'll be happy listening to you talk for 40 minutes. <laughs> Nobody else will Dave. Nobody else will. Uh, well, Gretchen left today. So we're recording on Sunday afternoon. Gretchen is up in the air in a mask for the next 13 hours Oof. on a flight from Chicago O'Hare to Japan, where she will then board a flight for several more hours to Manila and we'll work for four days, five days, whatever it is in Manila. And there she has to wear a mask indoors. So it's a, Oof. it's kind of like a back to the mask days yeah. for her, which she's definitely not looking forward to. Uh, but that's just a difference in culture, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe with, I don't know what the difference is in terms of, how it's going with fighting COVID overseas. But, you know, in general, the Asian cultures have kind of embraced masks as a way to avoid illness for many years. So just in general for the common good of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Just for, it's just kind of part of their cultural norm. So for her, I said, well, you just have to, unfortunately (laughs) suck it up. And and go easy for me to say. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm I'm. I was at first jealous of her trip, but I'm I'm okay with it now because 17 hours or whatever it'll be on a plane and a mask does not sound no enticing at all. 17 so, minutes on a plane right now to me doesn't sound <laughs> <laughs> enjoyable, let alone 17 hours. Yeah, I'd have to do yeah. a lot of eating so yeah. I can take that mask off. So I'm, uh, I've had a, personally had a little bit of a rough week and from a running perspective, I just, I, I've been lightheaded Mm -hmm. again and I, I really had trouble at times with that. And then these big shifts in weather are causing migraines for me. Mm -hmm. and it's just awful, and there's some of them that you just can't do anything about. So this week, I ended up scrapping my speed work just with the way everything went. I ended up scrapping my speed work, and I was actually really looking forward to it Mm -hmm. because it is something that I enjoy because it kind of breaks up the monotony of 
sure. slow miles. So, so, and I figured, well, race week and, you know, I should be good. And I've really tried to hone in on nutrition in terms of the race or racing running itself and thought I had kind of found what I needed or wanted. I've also been really concentrating on water again. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways I did that, um, Kevin recommended the Owala, O-W-A-L-A bottle, which I ended up getting. And it's nice. It's one of those that keeps the water cold for 24 hours. So during the day, it's cold. It's 24 ounces. So I've been drinking four or five of these a day. Mm-hmm. And it's got this unique spout where you can either like chug it or it's got like a built-in straw. So it's and then kind it of just a different. Flips up. No, it doesn't. It it doesn't flip up. That's the whole thing. It's I could show you and I'll put a picture, but it's just got this spout here. Interesting. And the straw is built in to the system. And so you're really just working is, on. Sorry, you're just working on water in general during the day, not specifically for running. Well, or yes, both. Okay. Both. Because I, I think that one of the problems that I have is I do drink water throughout the day, but I'm, I wasn't really concentrating on the volume uh-huh. of it. And when I was done with my runs, you know, I sweat. I, I'm a heavy, like when I exercise, I, I sweat heavy. So, I mean, I'm on a four mile run in this heat or in the high dew points. I'm losing, even on a four mile run, I'm losing three pounds. Mm-hmm and fluid and that's a lot yeah <laughs> for such a short distance right so in order to make sure that i'm not hurting myself i've got to drink more water and make sure i've got enough electrolytes each mm-hmm. and every day not just days of the race or the day before a race or or before a long run etc right so i really want to do that the other thing is your weight fluctuates a lot because of water so if you're not drinking enough water and moving all that through your system, you are going to retain water and your weight's going to feel higher than it actually is, right? Mm-hmm. And for people my size, that could be six, seven pounds of excess water weight uh, pretty easily. I know some people, it's probably 30 or 40 pounds yeah. like of almost excess water weight. I mean, not all at once, right? But in a progression. Like sure. I, I'm not a doctor. I have no idea what the normal amount is, but I can tell you when I concentrate on my water, I lose, you know, pretty quickly I'll, I'll lose three, four, five pounds. And over the course of a couple of weeks, you know, that's where the initial weight loss comes from is more mm-hmm. water than anything. So that said, I really wanted to get that down going into the race this weekend. So I, I struggled on, couldn't, couldn't do that speed work, came back. And after some bouts of dizziness, which turned out really to be a migraine, it was just a prelude to it. It was kind of symptoms showing themselves before it, the the headache itself came on. I was seeing spots. I couldn't, it was, it was not pleasant. So and the way no. a migraine works, at least for me, and I, again, I headaches are a, a, a touchy subject for me, and it might be for other people because the word migraine gets thrown around now. 
I think I've had my rant on this show once yeah, or yeah, twice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like everybody who gets a bad headache says it's a migraine. Well, migraines are specific. They concentrate behind an eye. They can make you nauseous. Um, some people can't like get real bad sensitivity to light. Uh, some people talk about visual migraines and that's like where you get spots, but no headache. I, I don't know. I don't understand that one. Yeah. Um, I know that that happens to Gretchen, like where her vision will become like tunnel but mm-hmm. she gets no headache when that happens to me i've got the headache with it and it's really concentrated pain right so i'm fighting this this week as the weather is starting to shift it's going from like hey these really crappy temperatures and dew points to well kind of crappy temperatures and dew points yeah. right and that involves pressure systems coming through kind of pushing our weather to different levels, right? Right. And it hurts. It, that is one of my, it's probably my biggest migraine trigger and it, it hurts a lot. Unfortunately for me, it really impacted me this week, but I was feeling okay when I did my couple of other runs this week, kind of towards the end of the week and said, okay, I think I'm okay. So we get to race day which was yesterday and mm. I felt okay. I didn't feel great, but I felt okay. I did my warm up and felt like, oh, all right, well maybe I just needed that because I I kind of felt like after my warm up I felt pretty good, did my normal, stood in the porta potty line and you know, was ready to go. The what I brought with me was I've just de- I've decided on for a drink the goo roctane has been sitting fairly well with me. I did try a different flavor this time, but mm-hmm. it's the same substance. I tried sure. grape. I won't, won't be doing that again for a race. The other one I had was <laughs> lemon berry. And I think the tartness of that was much better for me. Uh-huh. So I had two full bottles equivalent to one package, basically of the goo roctane. So that was about 250 calories. And then I had three gels with me, thinking that should be plenty. Do you do gels on mileage or time? Typically on mileage. Uh, so in this case, I had planned to take one at four, one at eight. And 12. And then actually at 11. 11, okay. Put it a little closer together, thinking I'll be losing energy faster. If I take it at 11, I have two more miles to go. So it gives it a little time to kick in. And I was just going to drink the other stuff as I went. And then I would use the aid stations for water. Mm -hmm. The weather was okay. Not great. It at the start of the race, it was close to probably 67, 68 degrees, which was a little warmer than expected. It was bright sunshine, no clouds. And it's a road race. Sure, you get you hit a few trees with some shade, but yeah, there's almost no shade. And the temperature rose fairly quickly, and the dew point was in the low 60s, which for me, unfortunately, anything over 60 impacts me. I didn't know. I So I didn't look at any of this till after the race. <laughs> yeah. I did not want to know what so, it was. So purposely was you didn't be. look. Yeah, because I didn't want the mental strain going in of... Oh my gosh, I know I struggle when it's a high dew point, right? And you're already feeling like crap. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I didn't want that, right? Mm -hmm. So 
I started out pretty well. You know, we, the start line, the race is the hidden gem half in Flossmoor, Illinois. The race starts right by a Catholic church that was our nemesis growing up for sports at St. Joe's Infant Jesus of Prague, IJP. And, uh, it was kind of cool because this is an area that I spent a lot of time in, you know, throughout my life, but not a ton recently. Mm-hmm. So I was looking forward to it. So I took off and felt decent doing my one 30, 30, so 90 second running 30 second walk and figured I could keep that. My week before I had been great with that from mm-hmm. a fuel perspective, I was doing something fairly similar to what I had done. I, I thought I was ready for this, you know? And it, and it felt decent starting out. And I was even thinking like, wow, if I can keep this rhythm, I'm going to feel good for the, these first 10 miles. And then let's see what I got in the tank. Sure. Come mile 10 to the finish. And the first three miles felt good. When it, by the time I got to mile four, I was like, wow, that was a tougher mile than I thought it should have been. But I'm like, you know what? I need fuel. And maybe... I'm going to adjust my fuel forward because of this. Mm -hmm. I took my gel and it did not help. You, you, I know it takes a little bit of time. So I just, I didn't panic. I kept going, but as I went, I can't explain like the feeling that I got of exhaustion in my body. And all I could think was what's different this week than last and it's sun, right? It was about yeah. the same temperature, I think, about the same dew point, but the sun was beating down, and I was drenched. Now, I do mean, you have the ability to check your sugar during a race? Do you carry any of that, or it's I don't, never a concern? I don't, and I'm not concerned because all I'm doing is taking in sugar, right? So I'm yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. have a low blood sugar episode because I knew I checked in the morning and I was fine. My mm-hmm. blood pressure was fine. I was fine. Mm-hmm. And I was taking in gels and that liquid uh, sugar water, right? I mean, the goo rocking has amino acids and electrolytes as well as the, the sugar. Yeah, I'm a big, I, lo- I like the rocking stuff. When I yeah. when I actually so, did the stuff that we talk about, <laughs> that was my go-to. <laughs> nice. See, I can't do the Roctane gels. They're too something. I don't know. They didn't settle well, but this was uh-huh. okay. I was feeling a little bit of the sloshy stomach, right? Because I'm taking in so much liquid. Yeah. Because I'm just drenched. So I'm trying to take in liquid as fast as I'm as I'm sweating it out. And then I started to struggle about by mile five, I'm like, okay, this is still not kicked in. I don't feel great here. Take your time. Like if you need to walk an extra interval, do it. If you need to like, just kind of settle in and and just do the race, right? Like don't Mm -hmm. worry about it. The one thing I'll say about this race is the community was incredible. There were so many people outside their homes cheering you on. You run through Homewood Flossmore High School, HF, mm-hmm. right? Their full marching band is out. Their cheerleaders are out. Their pom-pom squad is out. Their soccer players, their volleyball players, That's their awesome. basketball players. I mean, it was packed with students and just absolutely energetic. 
so I kind of got that lift at that point, right? And felt like, okay, this is going to be great. Got to about mile seven and I felt again like, oh boy, I am like, I don't, I don't know why my energy is just flagging. And I started to almost feel stuffed up Mm -hmm. and I'm running. So that should not be happening, (laughs) right? Like that clears the sinuses, blood's flowing, you're feeling good. And I'm like, wow, this is weird. And I'm like, oh, the one thing I wasn't looking forward to as I was getting done with my warm up and heading towards the start line, what I noticed is there was a point where you kind of make this right hand turn at mile eight and go under a viaduct. But at right before you make that turn, you're looking dead ahead at the finish line <laughs> 200 yards away. Right? Like it's so close. And you're like, ooh. So yeah. I make the turn and I'm like, gosh, I do not feel good. I, I wonder where the aid station is because I need a drink of water. And then I I like started seeing spots a little bit and I'm like, what is going on? Like, so I drink more of the Roctane. I take the gel like bef- right before I get to the aid station, which was a little bit before nine. Um, and I... I'm like, I see the aid station. I'm going to walk. So I start walking through it. I take in the water, two cups, fill my bottle. Cause I'm like, I'm going to just walk for a while. Dave, I wasn't five steps past that aid station. And I almost went down. Mm. I was staggering. I put my hands on my knees, put my head down to try to just take yeah, yeah. a breath, calm myself. As I do that, I I not, I don't fall over, but I stumble Mm -hmm. towards the grass. And I, I mean, it was instant volunteers were on me. You're done. Yeah. (laughs) Sit down. Like, and I I mean, I, like I was in such a fog. I couldn't tell you what was going on. And like, I, I couldn't figure out what was happening. Right. Mm-hmm. The next thing I know, I'm sitting on the ground and then being helped up, sitting in a golf cart, and I can hear myself telling them, "Look, I'm diabetic," and but I don't think that's the problem. But I want you to know, yeah, and I'm yeah. like trying to explain things and like making probably no sense because I could hear myself, but I didn't. I knew I was talking, but I didn't feel like I was articulating. Mm -hmm. And uh, they got me to the med tent. And um, I laid down and, you know, they're on you. You know, they're putting cold, cold, cold water on you. And as soon as they put the cold water on me, they prick my finger to take my blood sugar. I can hear her call out 183. And I remember saying, that's what I was afraid of. And the medic going, what, what are you talking about? Like afraid of what, what are you afraid of? Right. Uh And my, I, I know now what I was thinking was that my blood sugars, I just took a gel. Right. Your blood sugar was fine. I've been drinking all this sugar water. It should be high. It's not low blood sugar, which means that something else is happening and it wasn't I don't know. I'm telling them like my medical like history or whatever. They mm-hmm. ask you for your meds and I'm trying to tell them and I couldn't get it out. 
And it then it hit the blinding pain in my head came out. And I was, I'm like, it was a migraine this entire time. So what I'm noticing is my body runs out of energy uh-huh. about 45 minutes to an hour before these massive headaches, these, these migraines come on. And it was behind my eye like normal. And I was seeing this one was like where the tunnel came and I just laid there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and I'm laying there and I'm going, you got to be effing kidding me. Like I am in good enough shape to finish this. Yes. It's a little warm, but come on. Yeah. It was way warmer than I thought. And as I laid there, it started to get more coherent, you know, as the pain I could get it to, I'm used to that migraine pain. Unfortunately, I've been putting up with it for, you know, decades. Right. Mm-hmm. I eventually got, got to the point where I could notice, okay, what's going on around me, what's happening. And the med tet was packed. Yeah. People were dropping like flies, but I think most of them had metals on. I think that they were dropping after the finish, right? Mm-hmm. In the end, I didn't like. I, there's nothing I could have done about this, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I can't. I took my migraine medication in the morning. I didn't expect it. It is what it is. I'm upset. I'm disappointed. I am embarrassed. I mean, I, I'm just thinking. Okay, yeah, of course the fat out of shape guys, the one in the in the cart getting dragged back to the med tent. Little do they know that I've done yeah, you know, yeah. 16 miles and uh, going to do 20 this coming week. And it was awful though, in terms of what it did to my psyche in those moments. And then yesterday, whew. so anyway, so back to the med tent, I, I, I get to the point where I sit up, I make sure I'm okay. And then I stand up and I'm like, okay, I could stand up. My body is drained. Like I'm just weak. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, the medic starts asking me about what's in the, in the fuel belt. Right. Cause there was a little, you know, there's some liquid left and I'm like, oh, it's the, you know, I explained Roctane and she's like, oh, it's sugar water. And I'm like, yeah, in essence, but it, it <laughs> does have other stuff in it, but it, yes, in essence, it is sugar water. She's like, oh, I bet you that's what that woman has. She couldn't tell me what was in the bottle. And I look and this woman's really not good. Like, yeah, I mean, she was, she was not good. Like I really felt for her. They had an actual uh, doc, like a doctor doctor Mm -hmm. there, like a medical doctor, um, several EMTs and nurses and nurse practitioners. And I mean, they did a great job. I mean, they were very, very nice, extremely quick. They were attentive and uh, helpful, but not like super pushy. Like when I said, look, this is a migraine. I know how to deal with it. And I did have a med in the car. I'm like, I can take a med in the car. Mm -hmm. I just need to get to my car and I won't, you know, I won't drive till I, I, I know I can drive and they're like, okay, you know, good. You free to go whenever you want. So at that point now I've got to walk by everything and I'm like, you, you've got to be kidding me. I, I, I mean, less than nine miles and you feel like this, right? But it's not. Are it's you so able easy. to differentiate? Like you didn't like just quit this race versus 
what just happened? Are you mad at the circumstance? Yes. I'm, I'm really upset with the circumstance, right? Mm-hmm. Like after all these years, I still can't control these damn things, right? Yeah. But I also feel like I've got to get past this because it's the second time now I've gotten a migraine in a, in a race that's mm-hmm. knocked me out. And it's, it's so aggravating. Mm-hmm. But there is that part of me that says you quit. Like there's that part of me that says, look, you, you didn't need to stagger that much. You could have fixed this. You could have taken another gel. You could have, you could have done something, right? This was a matter of safety. Yeah, yeah. And I was in a race that those people are that I could sign whatever waiver I want. They feel <laughs> responsibility, right? Yeah. Their job is to make sure that everybody on that course, their number one job is to make sure everybody's safe. Right. That's the number one job. And I, and and it's hard. I've been pulled medically. Uh, I did a uh, 50K in Florida and I got pulled medically for hypoglycemia, low blood sugar at mile 23. And you're like, like as a medic, I know they did the right thing. As a person who's about to finish my first 50K and I have one aid station left and a finish line, it's, it's, you put that, like, I can't believe I just quit another race, right? And then yeah. you just go f- further down that slide of, uh, um, for me, it's that I'm worthless slide. I can't even yeah. find a Coke to get to the next aid station. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you on that. I mean, yesterday was rough because I was in, I was in bad shape. So I got to the car. I took the meds that I could four miles away from that parking space. It didn't matter what med I took because I got sick. The pain was so bad that it was one of those, if I didn't get sick, it, I wasn't going to be able to, to move forward. Um, and then I got closer to home and then I got sick again. So I got sick twice on that drive from the pain. And the last time this happened, same thing. I, you know, look, I had to walk out of Hollywood, right? Like, I don't remember a lot of it. Yeah. But I could tell you Holly wasn't letting me walk out of there <laughs> very easily. Yeah. And I remember very little of that, in, those interactions, even though I know I had them. There's, they're there, but they're foggy. The drive was foggy until I got sick. Gretchen, mm-hmm. I can remember telling Gretchen, you better pull over. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be ill. That's what. That's how bad the pain is with these. So Gretchen was driving you home. You weren't driving home. No, no. That, that I'm talking about Badger. I oh, was Badger. driving this time. Okay. Nobody else was there this time. Look, it was a half marathon. I told her because she's like, "Oh, I want to come out and support you." Okay. But Michaela had a had a hike with her Girl Scout troop or Brownie troop, and it was right across the street here at, at uh, Green, whatever they call it. It's but she was going to go hiking like. That's what I want to, I want my kid out in nature hiking yeah, with, yeah. with friends, right? Like, that's what I want. I, like, I absolutely not. You're not going to rush back and forth and mm-hmm. all that driving to see me for, you know, two times or one time. Yeah. I don't, I'm, it's a half marathon and I'm not trying to be arrogant about it, but my training at yeah, the, yeah. up to this point tells me I, in four weeks, I'm supposed to be able to do a marathon. Right, right. 
sorry, should be able to do the half marathon. Five right, and you've out, done right? a gazillion of them just training. I would have been the same thing. Yeah. Ah, go do your thing. I'll be yeah. home in a couple hours. Yeah, and, and I wasn't planning on racing, racing this, right? Like yeah. I was planning on getting out there and having and practicing basically for Chicago. Mm-hmm. I knew what my cutoff was. I was going to be 10 to 15 minutes below that cutoff, and I was fine with that. And even if it was two minutes or one yeah. minute or, or past, I don't really care, yeah. right? Like I was out there to, to have a training run. And so, you know, all that to say, like, I wasn't where I was expecting to be yesterday. I I had to lay in bed because even the strongest of my migraine meds that knock me out mm-hmm. didn't work. The pain was there all day. Mm. And I woke up today and I felt like not only had I, I felt like I had finished a 50 K yeah. not less than nine miles. Yeah. That's how bad physically these migraines, like the physical toll as I get older, the physical toll on my body from these things is really, really bad. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, I can't feel as bad as I think. Like even this morning, I'm like, this just can't be right. And then I look at like, I, I use the Garmin at like stuff, like the body battery and stuff more as like confirmation or mm-hmm. like, Hey, get out of your head. Right. So last week I did that. I think it was 12 miles or whatever. Next day, my body battery was like in the mid eighties today. I get up and it's in the low sixties. Yeah. Right. Like, okay. And I laid, all I did was lay around yesterday. Yeah. I drank water later on and laid around. It's so unbelievably frustrating. And of course, yesterday it was just negative self-talk. Well, if you can't do this, how are you doing 20 next week? And then three weeks later, how are you doing 26.2? And you're, you spent all this time and all this money and you're letting listeners down. You're letting your family down. You're letting your coach down. You're letting myself down. Right. I'm getting closer today to saying, look, you can't help the migraine. If you get one on race day, nothing different's going to happen because mm-hmm. you can't take the strong med because if you do that, you're going to fall asleep in the middle of the course. Right. So, and then they're not letting you leave. Uh, like, what are you going to do? Right. Like, so I, I don't know. Like I, it's super frustrating. And yesterday, like it was embarrassment and anger were probably mm-hmm. my two biggest pieces yesterday today it's more like okay you know you can do this you can you got uh, you got two choices you can either give up or you can try to fix everything to the best of your ability and i think you you're right and for me you're totally there right you have a month left You've put the time and the energy in. One of your goals <laughs> for this whole thing was the process, not necessarily October, the actual race day. And you've crushed this process, right? There's been some ups and downs, and I think that's part of the process. And I think for you now, like there, there shouldn't be an ounce of you to have any doubt about the ninth because you have four weeks of the process left. And that was your goal. Yeah. I, 
when I look at the overall, I'm going to end up having like four out of five months over a hundred miles heading into this. And I, that doesn't, that's not where I'm at. Right. Like in my life in general, like whenever I've trained, like I haven't been there, I've learned mentally to overcome a lot. So Mm -hmm. I think that when I couldn't overcome that yesterday, it was more like I was seeing it as a mental failure versus a physical block. Mm -hmm. And I want, I wanted to go so bad. Like I, I wanted to run today. Like when I went, like I was, I was saying to, you know, there, everybody was checking in Rob and, and Kevin and Holly Ann and um, Karen, I was telling them like, I want to run tomorrow. Right. Maybe I didn't say it to Hal, but I, I knew when I got up today, no way should you be running. Like agreed. (laughs) You, you are just asking for disaster Mm -hmm. for no good reason. Tomorrow's also supposed to be a day off since I didn't do, you know, the race. If I'm feeling okay, I may go out and do like a little three miler for my mental health. Mm -hmm. That's, that's possible. And I, and that's not a big, a big deal. Right. I just need to understand better how to make sure I don't get, um, a migraine on the day of the race. That would be great. But you don't have a preventative and I, you can't I take one every day. I take a preventative every day. It's actually a blood pressure medication propranolol. Uh-huh. Um, so I have a preventative that I do take, but I don't have like, there's that Nurtec or whatever that you can take like to prevent, like, like as you feel one coming on, it can stop it. It can, mm-hmm. but that, that med doesn't work for me. I'm, it's awful for me. Uh, so I do have like a, I don't know. I have always called them rescue pills, right? Like I've got a really strong little pill that I can take once I start feeling the symptoms. Right. And it usually stops it. But I can tell you with these weather ones, it doesn't always work. Yeah. And then um, you can't control that at all. No. And I can't control the weather. And I, so I'm accepting of that to a point. But what the other thing is like, I can't wait for the 20 to, to like work on my fueling and, and stuff again. Like I got to dial this in. I, I don't yeah. have time. Right. So I got to dial it in. So I'm ready to, to do that. So I'm trying to take it not as a failure. I'm getting closer <laughs> mm-hmm. to that, but it's definitely not easy. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, that you I under- it, that I understand. It's not easy at all. Yeah, especially, I mean, it's one thing to fail a training run and then you come back and you're like, oh, darn it. It's another to not finish a race and then you see everybody with their medals and looking fresh as a daisy and, yeah. you know, I'm like flipping them off mentally only. Didn't actually flip them off to their face this time. So, you know, it's, I don't know. That's where we're at. Not a good, not a good week, not a good race. Yeah. So it's, you know, at least we're switching off where things are bad days. Yeah. You know, I, I'm feeling better about my week now. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> so more importantly, or just as importantly, I guess I should say, uh, I want to congratulate my good friend, Karen Clark on an unbelievably good 50 K 
yesterday nice. in Youngstown, Ohio, mm-hmm. where she was the second overall female. And, That's awesome. You know, Karen's been on the show and she's told her story. I mean, this is a cancer, you know, survivor. This is somebody who ran through treatments and, you know, she's just an absolute inspiration and such a good friend and always there to help lend an ear, give perspective. And, you know, I'm hoping that uh, her and I have a race the same weekend. So she's, she's racing the same weekend as Chicago Mm -hmm. and I'm hoping to get her on for a recap. No, oh, nice. Um, we need a uh, cowbell. Grace us. What's we that? We need a cowbell. Yeah. Uh, drop. Yeah. Right. Applause. So I mean, she she crushed. So if you don't, I mean, uh, if you look at the Strava for, I mean, just um, unbelievable race. You know, it doesn't. And what's great about Strava is you can see like what people are doing, but you don't fully like her yeah. telling me like, hey, it was a lot of, it was Rocky and Rudy and. You know, it was a gnarly race on mm-hmm. top of, you know, doing a, a, a great time and, and finishing second overall female. So that's awesome. Props to yeah. her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was one. And then the other thing I want to give a shout out because we got a review. We did. Our second, our second review. Um from a plotter which i love (laughs) five stars two guys in their early 50s working to improve their health and fitness i smile with their victories and cheer for them as they put the work in and discuss their journeys their candor and honesty is always appreciated i look forward to hearing how they're doing each week that is super kind and humbling when people are taking the time to do that so uh, know that we do see them and appreciate ratings reviews and sharing absolutely and then we also got uh a note uh greg uh noble he he writes to us every once in a while via email Mm -hmm. that's why i checked that email uh (laughs) because he'll send a nice note him or uh a couple other people do too and he wanted to uh bring up the fact that when we were talking about strength and he, he titled the email functional strength which is a really, that's kind of what we were talking about last week is functional strength, right? He talked about, uh, I think you said something about being able to walk on an airplane and put their carry on, you know, above, up above, right? And and be able to, to get it off the bin and just walk off the plane. Like if you could do that when you're 80 years old, like that's yeah, yeah. the kind of strength that we're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. It's, it's neat that people it's humbling, right? People listen, they take it in and they haven't completely uh, tuned us out as we've, you know, had our ups, downs, struggles. Yeah. But, you know, I really wish I had a bunch of like epiphanies this week of like things that I discovered or like what, what I got right. But this week was just one of those weeks that I had to have more learning experiences from failure. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's what you need, right? I I watched the video today. I shared it with Bray about uh, becoming a champion and uh, creating a vision. And uh, a lot of, uh, there's a big segment on learning through failure. So, well, this week, you need that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a big one, right? And some college football teams, you know, may have (laughs) possibly learned that lesson, you know, this week. It was a big day yesterday. 
Appalachian State with a big upset. Marshall yeah. goes into Notre Dame. Yeah. And beats the Fighting Irish at home. Yeah. That, it, it was all, And Alabama almost went down. Alabama almost went down. And, well, and, and Mar- the Marshall victory is interesting because no Notre Dame coach has ever lost their first three games. Yeah. And That's I really like her. I like that guy. Yeah. And I like Notre Dame football, but. I should probably do a blanket apology now to all Notre Dame fans, but Notre Dame football is not what Notre Dame football was. And I think it's, it's detrimental to that program that it's like me living in 1985 with the bears. You know what I'm saying? Like it's detrimental to that program to, to put them on such a high pedestal that maybe they're not there yet. Like give them a chance to come back. Like, cause there are, <laughs> that guy's going to have such a hard time regaining confidence in the loud, in the fan base that it's, it's, it's a problem in sports, but I, I think it's unfair to him. Right. Yeah. I mean, Marcus Freeman, I think has a really bright future mm-hmm. uh, for sure there. And there's, you know, there's a lot of legendary coaches, right. That have come through Notre Dame. I mean, when we were very, very small, we would hear the stories of era, uh, era Parsegan and, uh, you know, and, and we grew up with, you know, the great Lou Holtz out there yeah, yeah. His and his fiery attitude for, you know, for Notre Dame football. Right. And so it's a different kind of coach, a different kind of coaching, Mm-hmm. Um, overall, and so the, it's 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 interesting. The player base, though, that those guys got being those the people that Lou Holtz can bring in are now the guys that the Sabins and uh, who's the guy from? Um, he was at Florida State, now at Texas A and M. But those those Fisher? are the say that again, Fisher. Yeah, 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 Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. But those are the those players aren't going to Notre Dame anymore. They're going to the Alabamas, the SECs. So, like putting a number, what was it, five or number eight on Notre Dame before the season started is not necessarily, or to any of those top ten schools, it may not. They're getting those numbers based on reputation, maybe not necessarily where they they actually truly are. Yeah, I really wish that they wouldn't start those polls till like four weeks into the season at least four weeks i mean it's just it's ridiculous also though i want to offer condolences and congratulations to uh my friend kevin's nebraska corn huskers who went down at home to georgia southern yesterday <laughs> but because of that their coach nebraska got so fed up that they fired <laughs> coach frost and ate the extra money that on October one, yeah. the amount of money they would have owed him went down by yeah. half. Yeah. So they were so fed up with this guy yeah. that they fired him and just ate the money with like a few weeks to go. Yeah. And it's not like they're going to salvage the season. So no. it's really interesting to see them just waste waste that money. Also, I think so. Like seven and a half million, it cost them like seven and a half million bucks or something. Like that's yeah. a lot of money. Well, I mean that's a tough fan base too because. That's the program in that state, right? Well, so I mean, I mean it, that's tough too. But I, I, uh, I sent Kevin a note today. 
he he had a Facebook post, and I'm like, let the Urban Meyer era begin. <laughs> and he was, he's oh like, boy. He, even he's not smart enough to come here. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know. Urban Meyer, everything that he's touched since. Uh, yeah, I since don't know. he's actually touched. Yeah, right? not, not, not good. I don't know if I'd want that guy. But anyway, well, it was a rough week, but I, I mean, the decision of should I just forget about it or move on is I, I'm not giving up. I'm good moving forward. I plan to do 20 miles next Sunday. It will be interesting to see what happens. I, it's not an easy week. So Gretchen's gone all week in Manila. Mm-hmm. So it's single dad duty, which is fine. Then I had Friday have to go to Peoria so I'm hoping to see my daughter while I'm down there, Lily, but uh, she's super busy. I'm hoping at least to go to the game that night mm-hmm. uh, to watch her cheer. Uh, but I, I, it's family weekend or whatever it, at a parents weekend, whatever it's called it at, at Bradley. Bradley. And I joined their family association board or whatever it's called. Cool. So I have, I've got a board meeting down there on Saturday. So I'll spend time with Daniel and then come home Saturday evening and the 20 milers on Sunday. So travel, like it's nice. a lot. It's like <laughs> yeah. life, life doesn't, we're not professional runners, right? Profe- like life doesn't stop because we've now, got could you do? Runs. Could you do your 20 miler during the, is Michaela, in, she's in school full time, right? Could you do it during the day on like Thursday? I don't think that's a good idea. For several reasons, um, but I could. I guess technically I could. I also think that I could possibly not be able to walk and get her. <laughs> yeah. uh, and okay. so, just kind of given how I've how I've been feeling, I think it's safer to have Gretchen around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just in case something sure. happens. Also, like I, I don't know, Dave, if the body really remembers or not. But I have always been big on training long runs the days that the they, race is going to be sure i just always have and i so i'm going to continue that as of now i mean i might not be able to walk and get her on or t- walk her to school monday we'll find out right? yeah but i'm hoping that this is much better hopefully the weather starts to shift uh where it becomes steady and we don't get these massive pressure system swings and it it, it crushes me but if it does, it does. I just got to keep going. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's it. What are you at on tap this week? Anything? Uh, just another week of status quo. I did finally uh, figure out my uh, uh, run, my dopey thing that online thing, the Galloway lifting program. I did get that all settled. So I'm going to do that this week, and. Um, just try and build upon the positives, right? Like nice. I, it's been a crappy three months and I'm just ready to move forward, do something and uh, hopefully have something, another positive week <laughs> to share, right? There you go. No more horror stories. <laughs> well, looking forward to see how it goes for you. Yeah. I have no flights this week, so it should be good. You're good there. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully you can get a hold of the doctor and therapist and, you know, get those other pieces to start to fall into place for you. you know? Yeah. And, and there's a lot of um, 
relief having them having made those steps. Like, you know, there's no more um, any machismo part of me that was still left over from the glory days is all gone at this point. Like, I just want to spend the uh, second half happy, healthy, strong, you know, being a, a as vibrant as I can be 60s, 70s, 80s, right? Like, I'm just, I'm just like relieved that I've kind of like had that those breakdowns in a way that I can just move on and go to the next step. Like uh, Bray and I had a moment throwing yesterday um, and I really like hit this moment of it's just time to step back, be a dad for him. Like not don't be any more a part of his sports than just being a positive force and cheerleader for him as he gets older, right? I don't need to coach him. I don't need to argue with him. We don't have to have little spouts anymore. Like he knows what he's doing and it's just time for me to to bring my chair out and cheer him on and just be a big fan as he, you know, gets older and more accomplished. Very so, cool. Yeah. Awesome, man. All right. I guess we're ready to wrap her up then. That's it. All right. Not a record see. one, but maybe record on the other side. Yeah, I talked way too much. It's going to really hurt some people's ears. Uh, You've been listening to episode 158 of the Fat Man Chronicles, FMC Run Chicago, chapter 28. The music is You Got Me Wrong by Safar. If you know yourself or anybody else who needs a little company while they pick themselves up off the ground, Dave and I are here. Share the show with them. Reach out anytime. Other than that, everyone, get out there and be better today. I was not hiding. I was unsure. And now